Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, Supercoach 365, we're back. Uh, round eight behind us, round nine. That's what we're looking ahead to this week. Tommy, you join me once again, mate. How are you, firstly? Good, mate. Thank you. Let's just get straight into this. It's going to be a big episode tonight. Uh, Obviously, we promised you last week that we'd uh, be back this week with a a more in-depth look at the upcoming weeks ahead, and particularly with one eye on the State of Origin series, which is fast approaching only, what are we now, three or four weeks out from Origin teams getting picked, so uh, that'll be upon us. Before we know it, um, before we get into it, Tommy, at the end of round eight, tell us your rank and your score, and uh, how did you go last week? Yeah, mixed bag last week, uh, top 16%, mainly brought down by uh, Dave Fafita, bit disappointing as captain, I think he only got 66, and Zach Lomax also picked up an injury, and he only got five points before he went off, so couple of uh, things dragging me down there, but I'm up to the top 5% overall, and I noticed just six points ahead of you overall. Yeah, you've jumped me, mate. So a uh, couple of bad weeks here. I've left Remus Smith on the bench two weeks in a row. I think he scored 200, so no one else to blame but myself. But uh, we roll on, and we get a chance to do it all again on Thursday night. Uh, speaking of Thursday night, South will host the Melbourne Storm. But they got the win last week against your Raiders, Tommy, but it came at a cost. There was plenty of injuries in that one. Yeah, plenty of injuries, plenty of big names as well. Not just for Classic, but I guess draft comps, Cameron Murray, namely uh, Adam Reynolds. Now, we don't really know how many weeks he'll be out for, but he's definitely missing this week. And I suppose that just set the tone for the whole weekend. There was heaps of injuries, none further, looked no further than our Saturday night. Up at Newcastle, Brett Morris and Lindsay Collins are both doing their ACL. Yeah, we'll speak about uh, those two injuries coming up in our talking points. So to the form of Sam Walker in that game. Jeez, um, he could be the next Immortal or the 32nd Immortal, whatever they induct him into the Immortals because he's dead set on his way. The Storm, we mentioned them very briefly there. They got a win against the very disappointing Sharks. The Sharks, they're just folding um, very quickly this season. Looks to be slipping uh, behind them. 
Um, anything catch your eye in that one, Tommy? I thought Nico Hines was impressive again, and, and Remus Smith again. He scored a hat trick. Yeah, well, if you played Remus Smith, you'd be you'd be thrilled if you left him on the bench. <laughs> you wouldn't be. Don't, Sorry, don't do mate. that to me. Well, I don't even have him. So, but yeah, no, the Storm just roll on, like you say. Nico Hines just he he flows into that team so seamlessly, fills into that team so seamlessly, I should say, for Ryan Pappenhaus and and Pappenhaus obviously a loss, but. Hines is just such a classy player, and he's justifying his uh, selection in many classic teams now. Yeah, we uh, well, I brought him in last week on the proviso that Ryan Pappenhausen was going to miss up to a month of footy, so it uh, looks a good decision now, and we'll get into team lists for round nine coming up very soon. Pappenhausen, again, not named, uh, further justifying that move with the Origin series uh, in mind as well. The Panthers, they keep on doing what the Panthers keep on doing. You mentioned Fafita as well at the weekend. Uh, brought him in last week. I thought he was just about a must-have going on his form and uh, looking at the, the run of fixtures they had, firstly against the Broncos last week, the Tigers this week. But uh, the Broncos surprised and, and the Tigers surprised as well on Sunday afternoon against the Dragons. So these teams towards the bottom of the ladder that we thought looked the easier fixtures, they may not be proving that uh, with Origin just around the corner as well. No, there is the tide's starting to turn a little bit for these bottom teams. It's starting to put in... A bit, a uh, bit better performances, and not as easy to read the game on paper now. And just on David Fafita though, the other night was kept really quiet by Brisbane, but still managed to get 66. So he still did show his class, even in a badly beaten team, to still get a decent score. But it was uh, a bit disappointing if you captain him as as I did. Yeah, I think a lot of people did, and at that price, bringing him in, I just thought I had to captain him. I thought majority of the competition uh, would. Uh, obviously, in my head-to-head matchups, a lot of people did, but you know, broader looking at the uh, I guess the overall points race, a lot of people would have had uh, Fafita as captain. Another popular pick would have been Nathan Cleary, and he scored a 74 or 77. It was definitely in the 70s. I thought he could have had a bigger game against the Seagulls, so that might have uh, helped Fafita captain as a little bit more, the fact that Cleary didn't go uh, as big as what he could have against the Seagulls. But the Panthers, they just roll on. They're just an incredible team. Can you see this... Panthers outfit losing any time soon, Tommy? It's hard to answer that one because they just they don't look like losing, in all honesty. They really don't. Uh, I suppose Origin coming up presents a big challenge for them with Cleary will definitely be involved. And then talk of the town is probably that Jerome Luai will be as well. So that'll be a massive thing to overcome. But they do have Matt Burton there to step in. And arguably one of their best players outside of those two or three you've mentioned there, Big Brian Toto, our boy Brian, he uh, he could be in the Origin mix as well. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that one. Another man that could be in the sky blue of New South Wales is Clint Gutherson. Geez, wasn't he good for the Eels against uh, the Bulldogs? They continue to struggle. Uh, we'll just push through here. Sam Walker, already briefly mentioned him. He top scored uh, across the competition this week with 164 or maybe even 167. Uh, that score escapes me from the top of my head, but this kid is just an absolute superstar. And if you held him at the start of the year at that uh, price of 173000 you're laughing all the way to the bank now. Yeah, I think last week we sort of mentioned that he might be going beyond just a cash grab option he's becoming an actual good option and like then he scores 163 so it's absolutely put an exclamation mark on that his break even is still minus 108 so i don't know it's just a license to print money if you own him really yeah incredible and i think he's got another you mentioned his low break even there but projected to make somewhere around another hundred thousand this week that takes him up to about six hundred thousand and um 
Definitely won't be playing Origin at his age, but we don't think so. Queensland might be on the lookout for a halfback, and they could probably do worse options than Sam Walker at this point. But if you're hanging on to Walker, uh, you're laughing all the way to the bank, as you do say there, Tommy. Uh, Rounding out the weekend's play, of course, the Warriors, they got a narrow win over the Cowboys last weekend. And the Tigers scored that upset against the Dragons. The Dragons very disappointing in that one, I think. And um, had a couple of injuries along the way. Zach Lomax, one of... Uh, the names you've already mentioned there, Tommy. How disappointing is that, not only for the Dragons, but also for Zach personally? He was probably pushing himself towards that Origin squad. Yeah, exactly right. Um, he'd been in pretty good form this year too. When the Dragons were on that winning run, he was an integral part of that. And uh, yeah, as you said, he was pushing for an Origin spot. And in super coach terms, uh, really disappointing for me personally. I have him both classic and draft, so I'll have to make some big uh, changes around him there. Speaking of origin, let's get straight into it now. Talking points, we do it uh, via our Instagram DMs. We put this up on our story every Tuesday morning, and uh, people inundate our inbox here with questions or uh, trade tips or looking for a little bit of advice. We're happy to provide it. Uh, whether or not you want to take it is another thing. But um, the bulk of this chat, let's get it started, Tommy, with Origin. Origin just a couple of weeks away now. Obviously, uh, round nine we're heading into, but round 13 will be the first Origin-affected round with plenty of buys. Have you got any general advice for uh, super coach players, players new to the game that are looking to kind of bolster their squads ahead of these Origin weeks where they are going to be playing a little bit short of troops? Uh, look, if recent years ago go by, I'm probably not the man to really ask this question but I'll give it my best shot uh I'd probably just say deal with the fact that you're going to be playing short because everyone is going to be and you're, you're going to be no exception you're going to miss a lot of your big name players and you can't really afford to just get rid of them to get through the origin period because you're going to want them back after the origin period uh that would probably be my golden rule what, what would you yeah, say yeah I mean looking at this I'd, I'd probably agree with you a lot there I wouldn't be trading guns like Cleary out and then back in. I just don't think that there's the need to do it. You can, you know, plug and play people like Sam Walker, who we've already mentioned there at that halfback slot. You're going to be wanting to finish the year off with names like uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, if you've held him over the break, uh, Nathan Cleary, obviously, um, David Fafita, another from the Queensland side, Christian Welch, I know he's a popular play in the classic. Uh, game as well and making the most of the cheapies make some bank now um, really plan your trades in the next month uh, around players making money so uh, when it does come the time after origin and you can get players back into this squad you can cherry pick those uh, real best of the best players that will be playing after origin and and finishing off the year quite strong in those top teams like the Panthers so uh, that'll be my general advice how does that sound Tommy? Very comprehensive mate you could package it up and sell it as an audio book I think. <laughs> Don't know if there'll be too many buyers but we push on here. Uh, let's get into these questions uh, a couple of these are focused around state of origin uh, the first one here we'll get to is Jetto. Uh, he says who are we captaining in round nine and is Payne Haas a buy? Um, touching on the latter point there, going off what we've said about Origin, Tommy, would you be picking up Payne Haas this week? Of course, uh, the Broncos, uh, a game away from home against the Cowboys. Could be plenty of points in this one. Uh, Payne Haas, look, I don't know. He's not a massive priority in my eyes. Pretty high break even of 75. I know what you're saying about a pretty favourable fixture this weekend against the Cowboys. But you have to keep in mind that in a few weeks' time, he's going to be an Origin don't know how that affects his club games, really. He might be rested during that period or might miss a few games anyway. So, look, I don't know. I wouldn't be prioritising him that high personally. Yeah, if you're looking at playing the Broncos matchups, if you are a fan of that, um, personally, I'm not too keen on that as it is at this point. But uh, 
yeah, Payne Haas wouldn't be my go. I'd look towards a Pangai Jr. I think um, obviously dual position eligible, has a very high ceiling on his day. Starting to hit a bit of form, uh, coinciding with the Broncos playing a, a little bit better now than what they were at the start of the year. And he's not going to be in that origin squad. I think his comments that he's made in the past about playing for Queensland when he's New South Wales eligible, I don't think Brad Fitler will look upon that too kindly. And he does play in that first week of, of round 13. Uh, obviously, the Broncos will take on the Dragons that week uh, in that origin-affected week. So if I had to pick between Payne Haas and Pangai Jr., um, I'd prefer Pangai both at the price, but also um, the fact that he is dual possession eligible and that he's playing round 13. Uh, he won't be playing Origin. So who are we captaining in round nine, Tommy, to finish that question off? Yeah, not an easy round to pick a captain. There's been rounds earlier, earlier in the year we have the big teams playing, beating up on the little teams, I guess more obviously than this one. But maybe Tom Trevojevic on Sunday afternoon, home Brookvale against the Warriors. That could be a little captain option, I think. Yeah, it looks a good one on paper, doesn't it? Uh, Tommy back at Brookie. Personally, I think I'll be looking at Nathan Cleary early on in the week. I know it's only the first game on the Friday evening, but... Um, Looking at my non-playing reserves, I don't intend to loop this week unless Nico Hines goes absolutely bonkers against the Rabbitohs or Cody Walker, conversely, against the Storm goes massive. So happy to throw the the captaincy early on Nathan Clear against the Sharks at Panthers. Uh, Looks a very good matchup. Let's just move on here to the next question. Uh, It is from Penton Blake or Blake Penton, if we've got that round the wrong way. Who to trade Corey Thompson, BMOZ and Capewell to? Tommy, it was a shocking week for injuries uh, at the CTW slot. BMOZ obviously headed that list with uh, what looked a career-ending ACL tear. Corey Thompson as well. I think he was pushing for a Maroons jersey. Kurt Capewell was probably in that mix as well after um, playing a starring role for Queensland at the back end of last year. In terms of those CTW options, uh, where should we be looking this week? Yeah, absolutely brutal weekend, like you said, especially with Brett Morris. uh not just Supercoach, but I guess all rugby league fans are pretty saddened by that one. But he was a gun in Supercoach, and you probably have to replace him with a gun. So I think you'd be looking at, I suppose, one of the biggest names. If you don't have Toho Gagai or Dane Laurie, maybe one of them. Also, Mike Acevo is sort of sneaking up there as a big option. He's been going well lately. Low break even of minus 47, so you're looking at pretty good rise there. Also, Jermaine Asako is a little sneaky when he's been... He's been flying when the Broncos play well lately. Uh, low break even as well of, not, of just two. So uh, there's a few options there. Where are you looking? Yeah, I mean, it's you can kind of look at this two ways, can't you? You can kind of focus on playing for points or playing for cash. I think you've given us a good summary of uh, either perspective there. Remus Smith, as you say there, with that very low break even. Uh, make a Sevo. He won't be in the origin mix. So if you're playing the Eels and looking to make a bit of cash as well, Obviously, I was a big fan of Nico Hines. I think with this injury to Ryan Pappenhausen, it might be a little bit too late to jump on Nico Hines, but as we say, dual eligible at the CTW slot. And I think he will play a little bit around Origin, even after Origin as well. If Pappenhausen needs a rest, we expect him to be in Freddie's squad. So um, they could look to just weave Nico Hines into this mix. Asaka, geez, he's been playing quite well. Goal kicker as well. Uh, Osaka that is or if you want to go extra cheap I think there's those twins from the Dragons the Fiangai twins um, was it Max who got a run last weekend or Matt uh, forgive me for uh, not knowing that off the top of my head here either but if you want to be I guess downgrading and pocketing the cash for 
use later on. You could go to a really, really cheap option. Uh, Zach Sini on that list as well. He was pretty good against the Dragons last Sunday too, Tommy. Yeah, he was. He had a massive uh, fan base there cheering him on as well. Uh, probably get another few runs in the team, you'd think. So, yeah, he's a good cheapy option as well. Still on CTWs here, a couple we didn't mention, but um, another question which has come through, best CTWs to target during origin time. Obviously, the ones we've mentioned there, but also uh, David Nofaluma, I think. I don't think he'll be playing origin. And last year, he was an out-and-out gun. Uh, Blake Ferguson, another one who might be just a little bit past this origin squad, still playing good footy for the Eels. Uh, a couple of others, Tommy, that might catch your eye there on this list? Yeah, Tyrone Beach has been a standout this year. Uh, obviously, dual position eligible, centre uh, center and second row. That's a massive bonus as well. He's just been flying. I know over the years he's been one of those rocks and diamonds sort of players, but he's just he's just diamonds this year by the looks of it. So I think he's a good option. He's been churning out scores, hasn't he, Tyrone? I think he's really found his place there. Um, I guess a little bit of a wait and see, though, with Tino Fa'asumaliawi back this weekend, uh, how Peachy fits into this forward rotation or this ball-playing forward role. Uh, will it continue with Tino back in extra minutes to be shared around the middle there at the Titans? We keep this going here. Another question from Cooper Young. Big fan of the show is Cooper Young. He says, hookers uh, to trade to from Damian Cook, and he's already got Braley. Yeah, Cook's probably been underperforming. Um, we just know what he can do on his day, though, Damian Cook, so I'm hesitant to trade him away, but... Uh, personally, I think there's probably an option there if you are holding Connor Watson to shift him up and to fill in that 5-8 role uh, with someone else. But um, if you're playing away from Cook at dummy half, you're probably looking towards, I don't know, who, who are we looking towards here, Tommy? The options are just so slim, I guess, at that upper echelon of, of players that can score you know, big, consistent points that aren't going to be playing Origin. Harry Grant probably heads the list, but he'll be in Maroon as well, you'd think. He will, but uh, Cook is cooked, in my opinion. Uh, I've just had a, I've had enough of him, really. I own him in Classic and Draft, and churning out scores of 50 is uh, not going to cut it for me. So he's going this week, and I'm going to Harry Grant. Uh, I know he's got a high break even, and he's going to be involved in Origin, but I just think he's a gun. He's going to be back starting for the Storm now every week at 9 I don't see why he won't be a consistent performer. He averaged over 70 last year, and he'll probably do it again this year. So I think he's someone you want to pick and stick. Yeah, he's a good choice there, and they do have a couple of good, uh, well, I guess, favourable fixtures after that origin break, uh, you know, round 18 onwards. Uh, Obviously, uh, that weekend after origin, they do take on the Knights, and then they run into the Cowboys the week after. So um, he might be a little bit tired, might get less minutes on the back of origin with Brandon Smith there, a capable replacement. But uh, Harry, not the worst shout. Reed Marnie, is there is there, a, is there a case for Reed and Harry to both make this Queensland team? If that is the case, then Brandon could be a good pickup. Uh, I mean, we saw what he could do to start the year at that Melbourne number nine slot, and he's a Kiwi, dual position, won't be playing Origin. So maybe Brandon's even a good shout, that in mind. Yeah, that's not a bad shout at all because Harry Grant doesn't always play 80 minutes. So Queensland may look to uh, carry Marnie on the bench as a replacement for him. So, yeah, could uh, could open the door for Brandon Smith. I do like that one. Other than that, I think Appy Coruscant is really starting to find his feet at the Panthers. Um, he is due for a price, well, I was going to say price rise. He won't be copping a rise this week. Um, but that in mind, the fact that he is losing money this week, only owned by 2% of teams at this point, 
Could be an option as well. I don't think he'll be playing Origin. Uh, the Panthers do play in round 13, a favorable matchup against the Tigers. So Appy could be running into a bit of form. Looking here, round 12, the week before they play the Tigers, they play the Bulldogs. So if you're going to trade in um, Appy, Coruscant, Origin in mind with Cook and Grant likely to figure in the rep fixtures, Maybe at the end of round 11, heading into round 12. Pick up sign like Api Coruscant. Uh, three games there, as we say, against the Bulldogs, the Tigers. Then they meet the Sharks. So he could be set for a big, big price rise heading into round 15. Api Coruscant, one to keep an eye on outside of those that we've already mentioned there. A couple of others here before we do move on to round 9. Uh, the Cashos asks, Cameron Murray to who? Um, Tommy, I know you'll have some thoughts about this. Uh, Cameron Murray, he's probably been a little bit below his best this year, but still commands a, a fairly high uh, price tag there, does Cameron Murray, because he, we know what he can produce on his day. Yeah, he has been a little bit disappointing, but he was starting to come good before the injury on Thursday night. He had post, posted a few good scores, so it is a bit of a loss for those who do own him. Uh, one man who you mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, Tavita Pangua Jr., possibly stands out here, I think, uh, break even of only 33 we don't think will be involved in the origin setup, so uh, he could be one to replace Murray. Yeah, looking a little bit wider here, and I could be going off on a limb, but we do think Capewell and Isaiah Yo maybe will figure in these rep squads. Liam Martin could be a buy. Uh, we spoke there uh, in regards to Api Coruscant, the Panthers, the good run that they have throughout that origin period. Wouldn't be picking up Liam Martin just yet. Uh, break even of 10 this week, so we'll make a little bit of cash, you'd think. But playing off the bench, Liam Martin, may be an option in a couple of weeks' time. Other than that, if you're looking more sideways, uh, yeah, maybe Tupanua when he gets back from his suspension. Peachy, we've already mentioned. Kaloa Matangi, he's made a lot of money. Uh, can he keep that up? Not too sure. Harawira Naira won, Tommy, that we all thought at the start of the year would be a good buy. He's yet to rise in price. That'll come at the end of this week. So if you want to be playing with Harawira Naira, who's been scoring quite well since he's returned to the starting team, uh, just owned by 2% of teams, he could be a player, only 302k, uh, projected to make around $36,000 this week. And if he scores well against the Knights, which is possible, um, he could be set for a lot of money uh, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it, he is a good uh, good option, but it's just hard to know with Canberra at the moment. They chop and change with their forward pack nearly every week, and their bench rotation is is pretty strange, as uh, Joe Type and his wife commented on Instagram <laughs> the other day. So it's hard to know with those Raiders forwards. I have a little bit of an asterisk next to them. Another guy who we haven't mentioned uh, in this category, similar price range to Cameron Murray, is Angus Crichton, fellow gun. He's probably someone that if you pick up now, you'll just keep him through origin and uh, let him roll through to the end of the year because his scores speak for themselves and uh, he's someone you want to have on your side, I think. Yeah, I've owned Angus from day one and, you know, while I'm surprised, Surprised a little bit that he's lost cash. I'm not. I'm not entirely. I don't think the Roosters have been their best, but still, you mentioned his scores there. It's just on his day, he's just an absolute workhorse. He can churn out points almost at will, and he's always a good option to uh, figure for a try. He's only scored two this year, which I guess makes that average of 72 points per game even better. Like imagine if he was scoring tries more frequently, um, he'd probably be tunning up, if not in the high 90s, uh, if he was to cross the stripe, which is an option, of course. Uh, uh, with Sam Walker just providing tries at will. That's about it for our question time, our talking points. So a big thank you and apologies if we couldn't get to them all. If we did go through all of these, we'd be here all night. But uh, we don't have time for that. But we will reply 
to those who we haven't on the podcast tonight on our story uh, before they disappear tomorrow. Tommy, let's have a look at round nine. Let's get straight into this because uh, I know we are getting on here. It kicks off on Thursday night. Blockbuster match this one. It's a shame that the Rabbitohs uh, have suffered so many injuries in this one. This could have been a grand final preview, especially if Ryan Pappenhausen again was turning out for the storm. Uh, not to be the case, but it would still be, uh, still has all the makings of, of a real blockbuster this one. Thursday night, the Rabbitohs in the storm at Stadium Australia. Yeah, I think given South lost to Storm in round one, uh, they'll be looking for a bit of revenge, but geez, uh, like you said, the win last week came at a big cost. They've lost so many players. Cody's back in the six, which could help him, but Alex Johnson's back in fullback, which probably uh, hurts his scores, I'd say. Yeah, it's probably not what you want to be seeing if you own AJ in Classic. I know he's been scoring well the past couple of weeks. Helps when you score tries. Um, running the eye test over here, I'd say only one player from this team, maybe two for South Sydney in this back line, would have played in that position or in that jersey at round one. Um yeah, maybe just maybe just two in Gagai and Cody Walker. So you know what a difference two months makes um, heading into round nine here against the Storm. Across the board, though, Nico Hines is still there at fullback, and interestingly enough, uh, Harry Grant is named at nine for the first time this year. Brandon Smith named to start in jersey 13. So just shows you where Bellamy's head's at with these two going forward. Yeah, I think everyone in the preseason was pretty pretty confident that he'd set on this combination. Once uh, Grant was back to full fitness, and he has done that, uh, they look pretty formidable to Storm now, really. Pretty much at full strength apart from Pappenhausen, but Hines is uh, a worthy replacement, so uh, they look pretty hard to beat here on Thursday night. Yeah, and if you are having a play on the footy this weekend, of course, we encourage you to do it responsibly, but to do it also with topsport.com.au. The Storm firm favourites in this one, $1.33 as we go to air on Tuesday night. The next game here with an even shorter favourite than that, the Penrith Panthers. Um, at home, heavy favourites against the Sharks who have been in all sorts. Hard to see this one going any other way than the Panthers getting the two points. But um, looking at this one, Tommy, through a super coach lens, I mentioned Cleary already as a possible captain option. What about Brian To'o? This guy is just redefining what it means to be a winger. He takes 20 hit-ups a game, scores tries, lays on tries, massive, massive average, which even two RFs would be happy to have at that at this point of the season. So Brian To'o, a real shining light for the Panthers this year. Yeah, I think you're his biggest fan in the league, but it's... He deserves to have a lot of fans because he's uh, he's been incredible this year from a super coach point of view, and it might earn him a state of origin jersey. The, his form that he's produced. So, yeah, look, he is honestly a vice captain or captain captain option here. Nathan Cleary obviously stands out as being a vice captain option, probably vice captain given how early it is in the round. But yeah, look, overall the Panthers here. If ever a game screamed uh, 51 plus, <laughs> I think this is it. The Sharks showed no resistance last week once the Storm got in front, and Penrith are just so dominant at the moment. How how could you tip Cronulla? Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be tough if if you're playing that way. Uh, you know, if you're looking at the Sharks and even thinking, can they cover that eight and a, uh, 18 and a half line here on topsport.com.au? The dollar ninety just looks unders for mine. You mentioned 51 plus there, Tommy. If you think the Panthers can score 50 points, which isn't out of the question, $15, topsport.com.au. Gamble responsibly, of course. 40 points, though, even. First to score 40. 
Panthers, $4.50. That might be having a little bit of my hard-earned this weekend. Um, we're moving on, though. There's probably not too much to talk there from a super coach perspective. Liam Martin, we've already mentioned him a little bit there, but he could be just one to keep an eye on. Obviously, Capewell was said to have that rib injury, was named tonight in the Panthers team. But uh, let's have a look at that, how that figures closer to kickoff. Uh, for the Panthers. Friday nights, the main game, prime time, the Eels and the Roosters go head-to-head. Really excited to see how this one plays out. Obviously, the red-hot rookie, Sam Walker, up against a man that could have pushed his case for origin, if not for the form of Nathan Cleary. Mitchell Moses, he's been flying. Um, so too Clint Gutherson at the back for the Eels. They're just really finding their way and really asserting themselves as a top four play in 2021. Yeah, they are, but they've they've shown this in recent years, but just hoping that they can, I suppose from an Eels perspective, hoping they can keep it going this year and push into the finals with a bit more force than they have in recent years, but they're really looking good. Their forward pack this week, Papalihi, Madison and Brown all in that back row. Probably an asterisk on Brown there given the injury last week, but they're looking so strong up front. Another one, speaking of two RFs before, and you mentioned Cameron Murray, who should we trade in for Murray? I wouldn't be doing it this week, um, but I don't think Ryan Madison will figure in the Origin Series, owned by just 3% of teams at the moment. Break even this weekend of 125. So his price is coming down in the next couple of weeks. He could be a steal um, heading into the back end of the season, around 550k. If you can get him around that mark at the end of round 10, perhaps, um, you could be playing with Ryan Madison to finish off the year in your back row. We started with Madison uh, in our teams initially before round one, copped that sickening head knock. We brought in Papali'i and this guy. He's just been incredible. He's made $351,000, scores a century almost every week. Just phenomenal. You know, out of nowhere, Isaiah Papali'i has really taken us all by storm. Oh, it's honestly ridiculous. Uh, the amount of effort, I suppose, we put in in the off-season and other people put in the off-season to picking up, I suppose, super coach cheapies and people to look out for. I don't think I saw this guy's names once. And he's come out and just, like you said, tons up every week. Now he's forced his way into the starting team when they're fully uh, fully fit Parramatta. So, look, Brad Arthur obviously notices how good he is and it's just an amazing, amazing thing he's done this year. So from round four onwards, uh, round four, 93 points. Round five, 109 points. Round six, 129 points. Round seven, 83 points. Round eight, 125 points. It's just phenomenal. Um, whoever would have thought Isaiah Papali'i would have been a super coach gun. Uh, a five-round average of 107.8. That's um, James Tedesco at his peak would have been proud to have sported a 107 average over five rounds. Looking at this Roosters team, uh, we've already mentioned Brett Morris with that ACL. Also, sadly, so for Lindsay Collins, who would have been on the cusp of origin selection, you would have thought uh, in a couple of weeks' time. So uh, all the best to Lindsay and his recovery from that injury. Saturday afternoon, the Raiders uh, kick us off against the Knights. This one in Wagga Wagga at McDonald's Park. Um, I wonder if Ricky's Raiders will be loving this one up against the Knights, who are in uh, they're in all sorts, aren't they, Tommy? We we really thought, well, I really thought the Knights could have pushed for a top four spot, um, you know, at the start of the season. But yeah, they're they're the biggest disappointments of the season. I well, these two are probably both the biggest disappointments of the year. Uh, these two teams, Canberra and Newcastle. Newcastle's pack on paper, I've said it many times, it's one of the best packs in the comp, but they're just not producing it. So the paper is uh, pointless at the moment because they're just doing nothing. I know they're out without Mitchell Pierce, but 
I still don't think he's a big enough loss to constitute the form that they're showing. Canberra also in all sorts, which is sad to say as they're my team, but look, I honestly don't know in this game. Uh, whoever decides to show up and turn it around for their fans I think the win. Raiders maybe have a little bit more of a point to prove. They were, they were okay, the Raiders, I thought, against the Rabbitohs last weekend, you know, considering the fact they lost the halfback uh, in the moments before kickoff. Sean's Nickel Klockstad or Klockstar will come back into this team at some point. Not this week with Caleb Bacons again named in jersey number one. But Tommy, what do you make of this, the news, the line in the team list today that Josh Hodgson and Jared Croker's injuries are, oh, you know, co- coincidentally or not, they're just going to be out for one more week or an extra week than we thought. Is there anything to read into that? Look, I don't want to make big sweeping statements or accusations but it seems a bit fishy really and both the stories of their injuries are a bit cloudy as well they both happen at training apparently like i don't know josh hodgson's been linked with the move to uh, brisbane oh. i read this afternoon so there might be a bit bit of uh, mumblings there about him not being too happy here and jared croak is getting on in age so look i don't know when we'll see those guys again but uh Look, if we don't start winning, they'll probably be back because uh, we need some. Raiders a dollar forty-eight favourites. The line minus five and a half. The Raiders give that away. Sunny afternoon in Wagga. There could be some points on here. Two teams which have shown in the recent weeks they are only too happy to give them up. So, uh, if you are playing the overs, the line is forty-three and a half. And uh, yeah, as we say there, uh, all these prices via topsport.com.au. Saturday evening, the first of two games on uh, once the sun goes down on Saturday. The Tigers at home at Campbelltown against the Titans. Titans were bitterly disappointing, giving up that 22-point lead last weekend against the Broncos. And David Fafita, I guess he's almost like a a beacon in this team, isn't he? He's a real signal of if they're on or not, and he just wasn't on. Um, and even though they led 22-0 early, you always knew that if Brisbane could have got a bit of the ball back, and, and keep Fafita quiet, which they did for 70-odd minutes in that game, that they were a real chance of uh, finding the two points, and that they did. Yeah, well, it took me by surprise, to be honest. Uh, I know they didn't have any ball, but, geez, it looked like it was going to be 60 the other night, and then you know, all of a sudden, I know the Titans just fell asleep. I think they put the cue in the rack a little bit early, and uh, they couldn't go on with it. David Fafita was looking a little bit tired at the end of that first half, but he still he was probably their most dominant player in the second half, uh, with the footy, so he still did show his class. This game looks pretty uh, pretty hard to pick. Which way are you going? Yeah, I think initially I tipped the Titans, and then I saw how the Tigers played on Sunday afternoon, then I tipped the Tigers. The more I think about it, I think I'll switch back to the Titans. I just don't think that they can play that badly, uh, in defence at least, three weeks in a row. I think Fafita's that sort of player. He takes the challenge personally. Pangai Jr., his old mate from the Broncos, got one over him at the weekend. And I think an easier matchup this weekend uh, for Fafita, you'd think. Although Luciano Lua hasn't been in the worst form himself. So I'll side with the Titans, but only just. Uh, wouldn't want to be um, putting too many dollars on them, if any at all. Uh, just absolutely no confidence in that tip. The Tigers, again, they got the money last week against the Dragons, but I think the Dragons were below their best and a little bit flat uh, coming off that Anzac Day clash the week before. Anything we should be looking at here, Tommy, in terms of break-evens or players you think can star against their opposite number? Uh, not too much to report here. I wouldn't think maybe just Saxini, as we mentioned before, Super cheap option if you're looking to save some cash. Possibly the only thing I'd be uh, raising in, in this one. And he showed he can find a try line last weekend. Um, so it might be a chance to do it again this weekend against the Titans as well. They do like to concede points. Saturday night rounding us out. The Cowboys and the Broncos. 
This one looks a real cracker as well. Um, given the improved form of the Cowboys, uh, that loss against the Warriors aside, the Broncos slowly on the rise, you'd think. But a name here, I'm going through the team list this afternoon, and I look at the Cowboys' back line. Javid Bowen. I mean, I thought he retired two years ago, Javid. I just haven't seen him, haven't considered him. Um, interesting to see he gets a start here. You know the Cowboys are struggling uh, if this guy's getting a run. So the Broncos, can they make it two in a row? It's pretty harsh on Javid Bowen. I know he listens to this podcast uh, avidly. Uh, but no, look, uh, I don't know. This is a tough game. Like you said, like this a few weeks ago, this game looked pretty boring. But uh, now both teams are showing a bit more heart. And a bit more desperation. I think it'll be a really good game. The old-fashioned derby up there. I think uh, from the Cowboys, a player who's really on fire and probably flying underneath the radar is Val Holmes. Uh, last six weeks, or really the whole year, just looking at his scores here, he's produced above-average numbers. 62 on Sunday in a losing effort, and prior to that was 97 and 95. So he's a little maybe point of difference in the back line if you're looking for someone like yeah, that. Yeah, a couple of people floated Val. I know he caught the eye um, a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember who they played. It was uh, it might have been the Bulldogs up there at uh, the new stadium in Townsville. Reese Robson, again, uh, we tipped him up as a little bit of a pod at the start of the year. He's starting to find fire a little bit. Uh, Three-round average of 67.7. Uh, again, that's outperforming the likes of Damian Cook and maybe even uh, Jaden Braley in recent times as well. So uh, if you are looking for a new hooker option aside from those two or Harry Grant, if you can't quite get to him yet, uh, Robbo could be a sneaky get. He has scored a couple of tries in that time as well, so keep that in mind. Uh, across the board, though, at the Broncos, Xavier Coates, he's no stranger to finding the try line. Uh, Tyson Gamble uh, added a new dimension to this team. But the man that's really inspired these points and, and really sparked their attack is Jermaine Asako. You mentioned him already, Tommy. Uh, a low break even this week. Won't be playing Origin. Kicks goals. Has already made a stack of cash, but I don't think he's maybe I don't think he's at his peak yet. Break even of just two this week. There's plenty of upsides to getting Jermaine Asako in uh, in the coming weeks. Yeah, absolutely. You've, you've uh, pretty much summed it up well there. But just looking more broadly at Asako, like a few years ago, I remember coming through, he was a really gun rookie. And then the Brisbane, the Broncos whole club went off the rails and he kind of went with it. But he looks to be coming back to good form now. So I think he is a really good uh, good chance to be picked up. Only owned by 9.9 or 10% of teams here as well. So uh, keep an eye on that figure in the coming weeks. $503,000 for a goal-kicking dual-eligible position. He covers five spots on the field. Another, what's he cover? Another four off it. Uh, you can just about put him anywhere in that back line. So Sarko might be one on the trade target list in the weeks to come. Sunday afternoon footy gets underway at Brookie or Lotto Land. As you mentioned, it's Tommy Turbo Seagulls up against Reese Walsh's or Roger Tuivasa Sheck's Warriors. Tommy, the Warriors, they were impressive in that first half last week. Uh, what do you make of their attack given this new 5-8, this uh, new dimension they've got in Reese Walsh in the number six? Yeah, he's so exciting. Um I made a mention on Twitter the other day. I can't remember. Have we ever had two 18-year-olds playing at the same time, being as dominant as this in Sam Walker and Reese Walsh? Like, obviously Walker's probably 
at a better level than Walsh at this point in time, but they both look incredible. Walsh, just every time he touches the ball, something happens. He's so good to watch. And the Warriors attack in general at the moment with him, Roger Tuasashek, and Cody Nikarima. It's just a really exciting team to watch. Reese Walsh, we've, you know, you mentioned him there, break even to minus 36. Question we've copped a little bit this week uh, in our DMs. We didn't get to it, but I mean, a couple of people have asked me in person as well. Is Josh Curran, are we one week too late on Josh Curran? Obviously, he made that price rise last week. Absolutely not. Are you one week too late? Still a break even to minus 15. He really has looked. Uh, to lock down that spot in this team in that in that back row makes a thousand tackles makes his runs uh, good chances to score a try outside Nicarima there as well so uh, wouldn't say that you're one week too late if anything get him now um, heading into the back end of the season won't be playing Origin and it's going to make a bit of money towards the back end you can trade him up for one of those guns uh, towards the finals. Um, the last game of the weekend, rounding us out, uh, not exactly the uh, show showpiece figure on on this weekend. The Dragons and the Bulldogs, two teams which have um, historically, at least in the past two or three seasons, really been uh, battling away towards the bottom end of the ladder. The Dragons, they've kind of flipped that on its head a little bit this year, but back-to-back losses in recent weeks. The Bulldogs, they continue to struggle. Uh, Tommy, which way do you see this one going and anything to look out here uh, from a supercoach lens? Oh, it's not, not much from a supercoach lens, really. Uh, some interesting interesting backline named here by the Dragons. Tyrrell Fui Mayono into the centres, which is a bit left field. Uh, but they're looking a bit weakened with these injuries. Probably still have enough to beat the Dogs. But uh, yeah, from a supercoach point of view, nothing really to raise. What about you? Yeah, I think um, that's a good point you raised there. With Fui Mayano in the centres, you'd think he'd be playing on their left side. So the Bulldogs' right. Will Hopawade, um, if you're having an anytime try scorer's bet this weekend, that could be a good one. I think, obviously, the fact that Dragons are heavy favourites, Hopawade is you know still performing pretty well for his age and experience in this team. It would obviously be a strike option for Flanagan to hit on that right side. I really like that matchup for a try scorer option uh, if you are having a punt with Top Sport this weekend. Otherwise, though, yeah, probably not too much to speak of here. Luke Thompson just keeps on being Luke Thompson, scoring those 55 to 65. Blake Laurie again doing the same for the Dragons. McCulloch is solid as ever. Tarek Sims had an off night against uh, the Tigers last weekend, but I thought he's been getting back somewhere near his best. From a team news, though, I think Josh Maguire named to start at lock would have been a first. Uh, I know he's worn jersey 15 and run on in that starting side in recent weeks, but probably a good sign for Maguire, who could be just you know an, an outside left-of-field option in this 2RF slot uh, if you are playing that way uh, in the back end of the season. Don't think he makes the origin squad, Maguire. No, he won't. But, uh, yeah, he's really he's a rock-solid sort of guy. Uh, actually yet to win a game this year, which is uh, all the teams have won, but he hasn't won yet. I think he's played seven out of the eight. So that's a bit of a monkey get off the back, but he does so much work through the middle, so I'm sure he'll get the win soon. Only a matter of time. And you look at his historical average, uh, 57 to this point this year. And as you say there, he's probably been in sides not performing as strongly as they could have been. 
but he scores himself 65-73 the week before that against the Roosters, and then just a solid run of 50s um, against the Warriors when he was first game up as a Dragon, and then, of course, his time at the Cowboys as well. So Josh Maguire, again, left-field option to keep an eye on. His price, you know, is fairly priced, I think $560,000. There's more upside there to downside, I would say, with having Maguire in your team in the weeks to come or in the weeks leading up to the back end of the season. That's about it for round nine previews, team news, trade targets, break-evens, etc. Just keep this rolling into our bold predictions, Tommy. Round nine, geez, we've been a bit off with these in recent times. I think we need to rein it in just a little bit, but uh, anything that you like here in round nine uh, from a bold prediction perspective? Yeah, I think we've mentioned both of these guys already, but uh, Nathan Cleary and Tommy Trebojevic both looking to have Pretty favourable fixtures this weekend. I'm going to put them both down for triple figure scores, at least 100 yeah, okay. points. Okay, I like it. I like it. I'm looking here at this fixture, uh, the Storm and the Rabbitohs. Uh, the Rabbitohs right edge. Um, I couldn't tell you who plays where here. From experience, I'd probably say Braden Burns um, will go to the left. Gagai maybe right centre. Uh, and then perhaps Stephen Masters outside him. It's an absolute dog's breakfast. So I think Cameron Munster can make something out of nothing down here against the Rabbitohs. I have him down for 80 plus. Uh, and then also, I got it back with my man, Brian Do'o. I think he goes 100-plus without too much trouble against the Sharks. Uh, we'll get through his work and probably scores a double as well. Uh, running at that right side of uh, Ramian and Harati. They've been in all sorts defensively in recent weeks. Tommy, that wraps us up. Another bumper edition here. We've gone on uh, close to 45 minutes thereabouts. So a big thank you to yourself. A thank you to our listeners. Uh, remember to stay in touch with us uh, at Supercoach365 right across our socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you want to get at us. We'll be around heading into a bumper round nine edition. Good luck with your teams this weekend. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.